0: But this is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Alicia. Oh yeah, I'm Francesca, <laughs> and we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Hi, I'm Kayla. Yay! Yay! Is it, recording? Is it it's recording? recording. It's recording. It's recording. Yay! This is really fucking loud in my ears, so we're just. Oh, turn it's not loud down. enough in mine at all. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's your headphones on. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Listen, um, I'm just playing with this really cute Nintendo. Thanks. So. Thanks, we Alicia. decided to have a special guest because it is the month of October. Spooky season! It's spooky season, so we had to have Kayla on to talk about a spooky book.
1: Because spooky season is my favorite season, coincidentally.
0: So. Coincidentally. coincidentally. Mm-hmm. This was all pre-planned. I'm I just- feel so honored. Yeah, so we're super excited to have our first guest. How do you yes. feel? I'm so excited!
1: I love you guys! Aww. I listen to the podcast almost every week. I try oh to keep up with God. it. <laughs>
0: You Kayla, you're not crying, you're crying. You guys
1: make me LOL. Oh my God. I'm glad
0: it's not just us rambling off into the... The void. The void, as I thought it was.
1: No, you have at least one person listening. Aww. Sweet,
0: sweet. You weren't our one-star reviewer. You better not of have been. Of course not. I don't know if we could... <laughs>
1: five stars all, all the right. way. Yeah. If I could get ten stars, I would.
0: Aww. So I regularly rate us as five stars, so it's fine. <laughs> My theory that it was Stephanie Meyer remains. <laughs> I mean, oh, I true. agree
1: from the way you trashed her book.
0: <laughs> it deserved to be trashed. I mean, Did you n- read it, I, Kim? What? <laughs> Did you read it? Oh, fuck.
1: No, I've never read Twilight, actually. You've never <laughs> read Twilight? I, I've seen I forgot, the movies. I forgot to
0: bring you your book. That's okay. God damn it. No. You're going to be here in two weeks. That's true. It's fine. Okay.
1: No, but like I said, um, as I mentioned earlier before we started recording, The Hunger Games was kind of like my Twilight
0: that's Ooh, what like that's a good brought one. me
1: into all different genres of YA. I, I, I yeah, I've never I wish read mine it. Mine
0: wasn't Twilight, right? <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I wish it was The Hunger Games or something Honestly, cooler.
1: It's so good. Not Harry Potter either.
0: No, I read Twilight in sixth grade after the first movie came out, mm-hmm. and loved it. Thought it was great. Read them three times, like each each book. Could never be me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Repeatedly, then decided. Well, the last. Oh my god! <laughs> the cat Alicia. is like, "What the fuck, Alicia?" That cat is like, Alicia, stop! I know, know? the, the cat's name. Give up! I can't remember what the cat's name is. It's something with a B. But that's Alicia's well, neighbor's, that's cat. My, yeah, that neighbor's, neighbor's cat. that neighbor's cat, cat like, doesn't get a shout out unless they pay for it. So <laughs> I love that cat. You leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> but Deathly Hallows Part One was coming out. The next year, so I decided, hey, I should probably read the Harry Potter series before the end. So, mm-hmm.
1: therefore, makes sense.
0: I, I actually, read them all. No, come back Did here, you... Marley. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm playing I, Nintendo. I, so, like, watched me. the Harry
1: Potter movies growing up, but I didn't actually read them until four years ago.
0: Okay, respect, because uh, I didn't read them until I was 13. So, yeah. I listened to them on audiobook. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say audiobook, I got like. The OG CDs. Oh wow! Like to play in a CD player. I just
1: adopted my brother's old copies, and Love he that. he had only Reciple. read up to Order Order of the Phoenix, and then I had to buy the other two. Oh,
0: I had like the tapes, like the windable cassettes? tapes. Yeah, the cassettes, oh, wow. and then the CDs. I was OG. I don't
1: know. I just like passed.
0: What that. is your? How would you like to weigh in on if audiobooks are real books? What's what's the? Oh, hundred percent. She texted me 100%. after and said. They are real books. And I talk I, I, I
1: after I listened to that episode, I texted Francesca right away. And thank I was, you. And I was like, yes, audiobooks are hundred percent real books because more often than not these days, I'm listening to audiobooks.
0: Right. Yes, you are rather
1: than reading them.
0: I just don't get it when people don't make like don't count them. It as, is the
1: actual book. It's just right. It's you instead of just reading the words you're listening to them, it's the same book. exactly..
0: You can get it,
1: what?
0: you can get a corgi okay. oh my god Wow! all
1: right enough nintendo i can't <laughs> help it they're so cute <laughs> i want a dog so
0: so bad. what have you been reading recently what is you, what's your favorite genre
1: oh okay um that's kind of hard because i mean a lot, everybody bullshits and says like oh i'm like into anything but like i, I know th- i guess Same. i am to a certain extent yeah
0: you more than anyone
1: the, i really just don't read nonfiction i only read uh, fiction same. <laughs> sorry, sorry i mean francesca.
0: i'm the same way and it's perfect because francesca reads a lot of nonfiction.
1: but yeah if i had to pick like my favorite genres the most i read is like ya fantasy sci-fi or comics and graphic novels i, I love, love that. that i've been trying to
0: get a graphic novel or comic book on the podcast for the past week or two
1: i have a lot of recommendations
0: i did i've read a, like one or two that i, I did like mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. uh the Ivy, I read no Ivy League that I got from BookCon last year.
1: Yes, that's actually it's funny. That's how we met. Yes, we met at BookCon. Yeah, we,
0: yeah. I don't know if you even know that. Kayla and I met at BookCon. Yeah, no. I saw that Kayla had on um one of the badges or whatever they said, and
1: we never had we classes never met. together. No. <laughs> no, yeah, and so that's how we met.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and were you friends with um Venus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Venus and Melissa.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: But, yeah, that's how, that's how Kayla and I met. Kayla, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, <gasps> Jesus Christ. I said this to you earlier. I know. Maybe it's for the podcast. Uh, hey, can we give her time to think about it as she's telling the story and then do that for No. She already no, knows what it is. Because I know what it is. Hands down. <laughs> but then we're going to be here for another, little, like, 25 minutes. No, we're not. No, it's not. not. You,
1: you, you are just jealous. Yeah. You, podcast, you don't get it. Me and Alicia, we're Taylor Swift listen, fans. I yeah. told
0: you guys from the get, I am a Joe Broho my entire <laughs> right. life. I mean, so. I love them, too,
1: but I stand Taylor Swift. Same. Um, so my favorite Taylor Swift song <laughs> is Holy Ground, and my favorite album is Red. So we love that. Makes sense.
0: That's that's what hardcore Swifties. That's always gonna be their answer.
1: Honestly. Anybody I ask, any Swiftie, they're like red.
0: Red. 100%. I all mean, the way. How can you deny the, the masterpiece of Holy Round all too well?
1: <laughs> for your is like falling asleep. <laughs> Listen, you guys have
0: your combo. Just wake <laughs> me <laughs> up when we get to the story. Yeah, stay tuned for Kayla's and I's uh, Taylor Swift podcast.
1: Oh, yes. Don't y'all um, always say what you're drinking at the beginning? Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm. <laughs> I was drinking this drink that Francesca came up with. Yeah, me too. I found it on Pinterest. I'm not taking credit for it. I've had two
1: cups of it. What is it?
0: It's apple cider and caramel Smirnoff. It's super sweet. It's really really sweet. sweet. It tastes
1: like a lollipop.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Thanks, Pinterest, for giving me a stomach ache. It was really good, but I don't know if it was worth it. Yeah, (laughs) but now I'm drinking a seltzer water and vodka because that was just, I can't, I just can't do it. it. Yeah, Yeah, too much.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna still have finishing my second
0: glass of that one.
1: I'm taking a break and having some water, but, then I'm, but then I'm going to go back. That's <laughs> the responsible, responsible choice. I'm
0: probably going to fall asleep with a stomachache tonight, so that's going to be fun. Okay, yeah. so now, third time's a charm, let's talk about the book. Yes.
1: Okay, so I've been trying to, for a while, like, hide what the book was. Even Legitimately, this is how much a uh, procrastinator I am. I had twenty pages left when I showed up to Alicia's apartment <laughs> and I still had not finished the book. Now I have and okay, we're gonna talk about it. Yay! And I was as I was reading, Francesca was trying to peek and see what book it was, but I funny. am
0: yeah. Are we surprised though? No. No. It's me. I'm a nosy bitch. I'm always <laughs> gonna be creeping. I'm always around. You're an Aries? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with a the Scorpio moon. Yeah. My mom's so. an Aries. Yeah. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She likes her mysteries.
1: Yes, she does. Your mom and I would be friends. You guys would be friends. <laughs> but um speaking of mysteries we're going to be talking about the queen of mystery actually the cre- queen of mystery agatha christie yeah. oh
0: yes you did tell me that yes you were i did her. mention
1: that okay. so y'all are familiar with Oh, i don't know why i keep saying oh y'all goodness, i'm not closer. from the south
0: it's just such a gender yeah. neutral term you know what
1: you're right i like Girl, it, i like
0: the phrase girls gays and theys i like y'all you
1: girls gays and theys are familiar with the dame, Agatha Christie. She's not a dame, but, you know. She, she be. Might as well be, yeah. I've
0: never read Agatha Christie. I?
1: <gasps> okay, so. I want to, though. All right, before I, I introduce you to the book, I have to introduce you to my, like, love affair with Agatha Christie. i love that for you. Um, so I fell in love with Agatha Christie when I was 14 uh, in eighth grade when we had to read And Then There Were None, um, which is um, basically her most well-known
0: book. I thought Murder on the Orient Express I mean,
1: was. that one is too. Both of them. But, and then there were none is my favorite book of hers. Like, it's the first one I read, and it's my favorite. And I actually thought about choosing that one for the podcast, but I was like, I want to read something new. And also read something more topical, which I'll get into.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, she's great. I have read And Then There Were None. I have read Murder on the Orient Express, of course. A uh, Man in the Brown Suit. I own Halloween Party. I haven't read it yet, and now
0: we have Death on the Nile. Ooh. <laughs> so that's I've never name. heard of this one. I definitely—it's uh, coming out as a movie, isn't it? Exactly.
1: And <laughs> guess who? Go did. star for me. <laughs> well, that's why I picked it because the movie is literally coming out what next week, the twenty third, October twenty third. Um, oh my god, that's so the movie. It's coming out
0: on what like?
1: I think it's coming out in theaters. Oh, oh,
0: so I, it's probably coming out on demand then. Yeah.
1: Um, but it's a star-studded cast. Yeah, right? like Army Hammer, Gal Gadot. Guess who's also in this new movie? Who? Emma Mackey, aka Maeve in Sex Education, <gasps> and also Francesca. You'll appreciate this. Shuri from you know
0: the MCU. She's also in it. A. <gasps> we love us some MCU. Yeah. References, yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, the movie's coming out. You should watch the trailer. I'm very excited, or wait, watch the watch movie because it's about to come out. But yeah, so this is Death on the Nile. This book, um, it takes place and was written in 1937, and it is, of course, on the Nile River in Egypt, of course, um, on a steamer. It's basically like a cruise ship, and um, on that ship, a rich Lady, rich, beautiful lady, Lynette Ridgeway, is murdered, and we have to figure Ooh. out who killed her.
0: My God, Scandal. it's like my God, did she actually end up killing herself? All in knives out. Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler.
1: Good point. Oh, that's such a good movie.
0: It's So good. <sighs> that that cream sweater did all the work. But anyway.
1: Um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this, this book is actually a part of the Hercule Poirot mysteries. Ooh, is was Johnny Depp. Yeah, in the same vein as, as Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. So, the, so the detective in that book, Hercule Poirot, he's French, is also in this book.
0: It's okay. like a whole slew, okay. of yeah. slew
1: of mysteries. All right. So basically, the whole book except the first chapter takes place on this steamer or on this trip down the Nile. Um, The first chapter is uh, just putting together our cast of characters, where they are, and why they're going to be on this ship. Um, It opens with two men talking about Lynette and how beautiful and rich she is and how lucky she is. (laughs) And she's 20 years old. She's about to turn 21. She has it all.
0: Ugh, Um, can never be me.
1: And she's British. Most of the characters... Oh, could
0: be. really never be me. Most of
1: the characters in this, bo- this book are British. So uh, then Lynette is talking to her friend, Joanna Southwood. She's talking to her friend, Joanna Southwood, who's a little older than her. She's kind of catty. She's honestly a bitch. Oh, that
0: could be me. She's
1: definitely a bitch. Joanna's a bitch. She's oh, like... definitely like, me. <laughs> she, she literally says in the book that she'd drop any friend if they became poor so damn <laughs> she's really like okay bye um <laughs> what a sadness. and then they start talking about Lynette's best friend Jackie who's coming to visit Lynette because she just got engaged to this man named Simon Doyle and she's really excited she's going to tell Doyle. Lynette all about it what
0: we don't trust Doyles in this house Why? that's right Why? Mexican Gothic Mexican Gothic oh, Virgil Doyle right. Virgil Doyle we we do not stand. Basically, it's just Jackie
1: visiting Lynette, being really excited. Jackie's, like, all light and bubbly. She's really cool. She's not as rich as Lynette, oh. but she's just happy living her life.
0: Broke bitch. I,
1: th- I think she grew up kind of wealthy, but then she kind of fell out of it. Um, and she's still friends with Lynette. And Joanna's like, why are you still friends with her? But she's like, I don't care.
0: And <laughs> <laughs>
1: <a> big mood. <laughs> and then later, um, Hercule Perrault is at uh dinner at this place, I forget where, but he's at this dinner and he overhears a conversation between Jackie and Simon because they're at the same restaurant and they're talking about their engagement.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Uh, How big is the ring?
1: Oh, not that big.
0: Oh, honestly. Dump him. <laughs>
1: Okay, so later Joanna and Lynette have... Oh, and also there's a lot of characters in this book. So if you get confused, please just ask me and I'll, right. I'll explain it to you. Because oh, no. I'd say I wouldn't mention a character if they weren't important. But basically everybody in the story is important to some extent. So... Good to know. Moving on. Joanna, so Joanna and Lynette have a conversation about Lynette getting everything she wants. And I think that's foreshadowing. Um, oh, and... And Lynette was proposed to by this guy named Lord Windlesham. Yeah, so this guy, Lord Windlesham, um, had proposed to her, but she was like putting off. She didn't really answer his proposal. And later, Joanna, not Joanna, um, later, Jackie, so her friend Jackie, the one that's engaged, she meets Lynette because she's hoping that Lynette can give her fiance Simon a job because they're really not that wealthy right now. So something on the estate, whatever, just something that he can do. Lynette meets Simon, she instantly likes him. Ooh. She's very, like, ooh, taken with him.
0: Ooh. Bad friend.
1: Bad friend. So, next... Um, is the character Tim Allerton and his mother. They're having a conversation about taking a trip to Egypt. I thought you said
0: Tim Allen, and I was like, home permit. Yeah, it's Tim
1: Allen. Yeah, 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 it's him. He's, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. he's, Guess what? he's
0: Tim Allen for the rest he's of He's Tim it.
1: Allen. Tim Allen's immortal. You know, he All lived right. in the 30s. Okay. So... Tim Allerton and his mother decide to take a trip to Egypt. Tim is actually Joanna's second cousin. And you know this time in the thirties. Have you have you are you guys familiar with Downton Abbey?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So it's
1: basically during that time where it's like, marrying your cousin wasn't really that big of a deal. No. So Why does that have to do with Downton Abbey?
0: <laughs> Listen, uh, are you listening? You never
1: Oh God. I, I should Mary and Matthew so hard. Same. I <laughs> cried so hard.
0: Are they cousins? You Can
1: you believe it? Yeah, they are. Like distant cousins. Yeah, but, distant, are But they're, distant. Cousins. they're
0: cousins. Anyways.
1: Anyways um, <laughs> so Tim and Joanna have like this frequent correspondence and... Um, Mrs. Allerton, she basically really doesn't like Joanna. She just doesn't like the influence she has on Tim. She just she's does, a super
0: bitchy friend. Right? Yeah, okay, a super bi- bitchy
1: friend. She just doesn't think she's she's good for Tim. Um, and Tim literally says to himself, "He's like, it's not like I, I like Joanna. He's like, I actually can't stand her. Jeez. She just entertains me."
0: Ooh.
1: He's like, I get a fuck boy. He's literally a fuck boy. Um,
0: Interesting.
1: So he they get this letter from. Lynette, no, hold on. They get this letter from Joanna, and it says that Lynette had definitely turned down Lord Windlesham's proposal, and she's marrying Simon
0: Shock the tea. The
1: tea <laughs> So she's like, listen, I feel bad for Jackie. You, you have no idea because just wait, just wait.
0: Oh no. Um, I'm way too scared. <laughs> Uh, if you see me put my head down like this, I'm just, I'm listening. I just. Okay. I don't know so, what to So,
1: uh, just a side note Tim mentions basically that Joanna lives expensively, but she doesn't have the money to afford how she lives. She amuses Tim, but doesn't really like her that much, like I said. Um, and then moving on, there is a woman, Miss Mrs. Robeson, um, and her daughter, Cornelia Robeson, and they have a r- relative. Marie Cornelia Van. Street?
0: That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. We got a man real Swiftie now. I,
1: there are so many names in this. Like, there's another character, Rosalie, and I got Cornelia and Rosalie confused so Rosalie, often.
0: like, Colin? Colin? Not
1: Rosalie Cullen, no. Oh.
0: oh.
1: Um, Rosalie she would have been a great addition to us. Rosalie is actually who Shuri plays in the movie.
0: Oh. So. Well, I was just going to say, Rosalie Cullen sounds like she would get along great with these people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Honestly, yes. Like, this yeah. seems Safe. like
0: her group.
1: But um, basically, Mrs. Robson and her daughter Cornelia are talking to their relative Marie Van Schuyler, and all of these people live in America. They live in New York. It's actually spelt like like the Schuyler sisters. So f- Who it are was. The- oh, it's-
0: are you kidding? <laughs> what? Huh? Who are they? Francesca? <laughs> is this a joke? Is this
1: a bit? <laughs> this this is a joke, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Don't even. No. <laughs> get in getting your phone. Stop. Wait. Who are they? <laughs> we're not
1: gonna tell you. No. We're just. We're just, gonna mo- we're just gonna move on until you get. Yeah, it. No. Wait. I really do need my phone. No. No. You don't. Oh no. my gosh. Okay.
0: Anyways. This is the best episode. yet.
1: Wait. No. So, <laughs> moving on. They're talking to their relative Marie Van Schuyler. Okay. And Marie Van Schuyler is going on a trip to e- Egypt. Okay. She's going on this trip on the Nile, and yeah. she she wants Cornelia to come as her companion. Okay. And she's also taking her nurse.
0: What? Okay.
1: So Marie Van Schuyler is really old, so she's oh, taking she's okay. taking her nurse.
0: Um, understandable then.
1: Yes, she's taking her nurse Miss Bowers. So the three of them, Miss Bowers, Cornelia, and Marie Van Schuyler are going on a trip
0: to Egypt together.
1: Next set of characters, we have Andrew Pennington. Andrew Pennington. Pennington? Pennington. Oh, not like,
0: like there. Oh, do you think he's like the great 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 grandpa of Ty Pennington? <laughs> I don't even know who no. that is. I'm she thinking doesn't thinking know who that, that, that is. That is. Oh, yes. I hate you so much. Don't Google it. Okay. I'm not allowed to Google who the Skylar sister Andrew are. Pennington
1: also is from New York. He is Lynette's American trustee. Essentially, Lynette's father left Andrew Pennington to be her trustee and to be in charge of her money, basically, until she comes of age or she gets married. Okay. So and she calls him like Uncle Andrew. So she like even though they're not blood related.
0: And he's not yeah. the designer of the Titanic, right? No. Okay.
1: No, this is not the Titanic. This is a different ship.
0: Okay, so <laughs> no drownings. Right no.
1: Okay. No drownings. I'm just making sure. I don't, or or are they?
0: Or are Should they? they? <laughs> is it the Skyler sisters? I can make these jokes because I'm ignorant to who they are. Okay,
1: so basically, Andrew Pennington gets a letter that Lynette has gotten married. So at this point, her and Simon are married now. Okay. But he decides he's going to show up on their honeymoon. Okay, so Andrew Pennington gets a letter from Lynette saying she's married. And he gets this weird vibe, and he decides to show up on their honeymoon in Egypt. Her. Wait, but pretending that he never got their letter, that the letter showed up after he left to go on this supposed trip to Egypt. So oh. he's going to pretend to run into them. Okay, sure. Ooh. But we don't know why.
0: Wait, so Maeve from Sex Education. Yes. She's playing Jackie. She's playing Jackie. Which I feel like is such a great fit. That's all I have to say. Already so far. And Russell Brand <laughs> is in the movie? What, what the
1: fuck? Oh, yeah, he plays Dr. Bresner. I'll tell you about him later.
0: He plays the doctor. Anyways, continue. Ooh, he's hot. Please stop. Ooh. Tom Bateman, you can hit me up. Who's that? Um, he's 6'2". Damn, he's playing... My Dyslexia is Kicking In. Bach? Via, via I, B.O. I don't know who
1: that is. They're probably switching up. That's like burner on the Orient Express where um, they combined characters, they took characters out, Ooh. so some of them aren't even listed. So moving on, there's this man named William Carmichael, Who's British? Yeah. William Carmichael talks to his nephew nephew. Nephew, Jim Fanthrope. And Jim Fanthrope is an attorney. And he, William, got a letter from Lynette saying she ran into Pennington in Egypt. Ooh. And William Carmichael is really suspicious, and he tells his nephew Jim, the attorney, that he needs to go to Egypt Jim- to see what's up. Jimothy. 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 Jim- 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 so, Jimmy Jimothy Fanthrope. <laughs> Jimothy Cricket. Jimothy Fanthrope. These names are crazy. He's wonder, also going to be in Egypt on that book. I wonder if
0: Pennington is going to build them a house.
1: Anyways. All right. What? This is the last set of characters before chapter two. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so there's Mrs. Otterborn. <laughs>
0: You're looking you at look up the <laughs> She literally...
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <crazy.
0: laughs> Whatever, liar. All right, she, there's should she should know. this character, Mrs. Otterborn. Mrs.
1: Otterborn is kind of older. She tells her daughter, Rosalie, that they must travel to Egypt after reading in the newspaper that Mr. and Mrs. Doyle will be there for their honeymoon.
0: Wait, are they from Hamilton?
1: Oh, wow! Hey, look at that. You
0: got it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Hamilton so She's literally uncultured but anyway All right,
1: anyway, so Mrs. Otterborn and Rosalie are going on this trip to Egypt because they heard that the Doyles were going to be there. And it is a, a side note that Mrs. Otterborn is actually a writer of mystery novels. Ooh. So. I get that. Christy's really. Ooh, she there. Yes, she, she said is.
0: we're doing inception <laughs> honestly. But like with words.
1: All right, finally, we're going into the the people there are actually in Egypt. Okay. Now, this is a, a while later, and now all these people that I've gathered together that I've just talked about are in Egypt at this hotel. Okay. They're about to go on this steamer. So, Hercule Poirot, the, um, I, from now on, I'm just going to call him Perot. So, okay. you guys know. Yeah. I, I'm, a lot of the time, I'm going to be using last names or first names and right. so on. So, Poirot is at this hotel at the Cataract, the Cataract Hotel, and he's talking to Rosalie. Um... Do y'all remember who Rosalie is? I just mentioned her. Okay, so. She's going to bite his neck. Pierrot is talking to Rosalie. Uh, They're in this market, and they briefly run into Tim Allerton. And they're just talking, and then they see Mr. and Mrs. Doyle, a.k.a. Lynette and Simon, arrive at the hotel. Rosalie, talking to Tim and Pierrot, suddenly has this fit, and she talks about how she hates Lynette because she's
0: jealous of everything she has. Wow. Damn, she really said, I'm just going to vent.
1: Yeah, she honestly just vented to these guys. And I was like, okay, go off. <laughs> and then Pierrot hears Simon's voice and sees Jackie approaching the couple. So Jackie showed up in Egypt on she, at their honeymoon. She's bold. She's bold. But, like, think about it. This is why I feel so bad for Jackie. Because I didn't mention that... Jackie and Simon had planned to go on their honeymoon in Egypt. Oh, my gosh. So not only did Lynette steal her man, she stole her honeymoon. Ooh! Yeah.
0: It's one thing to steal the man. It's another to ruin the girl's vacation. Yeah, That's mm, all I'm going to mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. I can't support that. So
1: apparently all this time... Jackie has been following Simon and Lynette everywhere they go since no. since they got married. So
0: Jackie's gonna cut her tires. Got yeah, it. Yeah. So
1: she's literally been stalking them. Cause Pierrot hears Simon's voice. He realized, and he hears Simon's voice, but he sees Simon with Lynette, and he sees Jackie across the way. He realizes that Simon was the voice he heard when he heard them at dinner that time, talking about their engagement. Right. And he remembered Jackie's face. So he's like, oh, wait, those two aren't together. Something's up here. So, anyways, when L- Lynette and Simon arrive at the hotel, Jackie confronts them and basically is letting them know she's there. Okay. Oh, yeah. And they're very distressed about this. Good. But,
0: Understandable. Mm hmm. So, As it later be.
1: that night after dinner, everybody had dinner at the hotel. On the terrace, Simon, Lynette, Tim, Mrs. and his mother, Mrs. Allerton, and Mr. Pennington are at one table. Then, Pierrot, Mrs. Otterbourne, and Rosalie are at another table, uh, and they discuss Mrs. Otterbourne's books. Later, Jackie appears on the terrace, and basically, her and Lynette play musical chairs because Jackie sits at the table and she's just watching Lynette. And so, Lynette moves her seat to try and get away from Jackie, oh, man. and Jackie Been Jackie, Jackie sur- changes her seat just to like stare at Lynette. Like, lets me bitch, I'm here. And then just eventually, Lynette storms off <laughs> from discomfort, and she leaves.
0: That's me on the subway when some, like, random person comes on, right? and you're like, okay. Bye. Bye. And then they fucking follow you. Oh, I know. Worst.
1: So after this encounter, later, Lynette pulls Pierrot aside, and she basically tells her everything that's been going on. Um, after everybody leaves the terrace, she tells him how Jackie has followed her and Simon everywhere they've gone since they got married, from Venice to to brindisi on a boat to palestine to mena house and then to egypt how does she know where they're going do they announce it <laughs> I don't she know. just knows she just knows that's she creepy. she's always like one step ahead of them yeah this whole time trying to love that and they've jackie, been trying to get rid of them i feel like
0: jackie and i like, understand <laughs> each other on an emotional yeah. and oh jackie's full
1: name by the way she's part latin they mentioned this a lot like Back in the day, they were really racist, but they mentioned this a lot, um, how Jackie is part Latin. And because, like, she has, like, Latin blood in her, she's all steaming. Who cares? Yeah, I know. But her full name is Jacqueline de Belfort. Okay. So, Interesting. Um, Lynette tells Pierrot that she's furious about Jackie, and she asks him to do something about it. Pierrot says he doesn't really take cases while on vacation, even though Lynette says she'll pay. Pirro says he can't take legal action if Jackie hasn't acted on any of the threats. He, and then Pirro basically psychoanalyzes Lynette by telling her the reason she's so angry about Jackie. and still, Instead of feeling pity or annoyance, it's because she subconsciously feels guilty. Ooh. Ooh. But Lynette denies this and is really frustrated with Pirro. <laughs> And He tells her the story about the, um, how he overheard Simon and Jackie at dinner a month ago. Um, and then basically Lynette's like, these things happen. Sorry. Like she literally, that's that's quote unquote, she's like, these things happen. Uh,
0: I don't think they do, but all right. And then Lynette says Jackie threatened
1: to kill them both. But I'm like, bullshit. I literally wrote in my notes, bullshit. Um, (laughs) and and quote unquote, she's very Latin sometimes. Ew, I
0: hate people with racism strong in
1: that one. So, Pierrot's like, alright, listen, all I can really do is talk to Jackie, maybe try and make her go away, but he makes a point to tell Lynette that it won't be for her benefit. He's doing it because he's caring about Jackie more than about Lynette. Yeah. He's like, this girl's heartbroken, I just want her to go away and live um, live her own life.
0: Understandable.
1: So, Pierrot finds... Jackie that night, sitting on rocks overlooking the Nile, she assumes he's there on behalf of Lynette, which he says is only half true. Perot tries to persuade Jackie to move on and to look to the future instead of dwelling. Du- dwelling. Sorry, my, ha- my handwriting. Yeah, she, he just wants her to look to the future instead of dwelling on her heartbreak.
0: Oh, we love a supportive man. I know.
1: He's. I love her. They always um, talk about how he. Like they describe him as this little man with a mustache. Like little French man with a mustache. (laughs) He's so cute. So Jackie explains that Simon is her world, and they really did love each other. Pearl questions if Simon really loved her, if he gave up on them so easily. Jackie explains Simon wasn't... um, Oh, Jackie explains Simon wasn't motivated by love for Lynette or want of her money, it was Lynette's glamour he gravitated towards.
0: Ooh, Ooh. She's spitting the facts out here.
1: This is interesting. She compares herself and Lynette to the moon and the sun because the sun is overpowering the moon. When you can't see the moon, the sun's in the way. Okay.
0: What a great analogy. Mhm.
1: Right, right. So Jackie gets a little crazy and shows Perot the pistol she has in her purse.
0: Bro, why Mm. would you do that? Fucking use it.
1: She says she bought it when Simon first left her. She first thought she was going to kill them before deciding to follow them everywhere and not giving up on Simon.
0: Uh, okay. I love that shit. Just make their lives in living hell. Literally. She said, she
1: talks about how her grandfather taught her how to shoot and how her father once killed a man. And she says, I've got hot blood in me.
0: Uh, Oh, so she's a feeding into the, the old, her own perpetuated <laughs> racism. <laughs> yikes.
1: Honestly. Big yikes. Big yikes. This is also written by a white woman, so.
0: Keep that in mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please keep that in mind. Um, even though I love Agatha Christie's, she can be quite problematic sometimes. Eek. So, Pirot tells her to be quiet and not let her heart turn to evil because, like Nin- Lynette, she has the choice to hold back, and Lynette made the wrong choice. <laughs>
0: He can't change the past. He really said, fuck her.
1: Yeah, honestly, like he already can't stand Lonette and he's just looking out for Jackie. Um, but Jackie says there's nothing he can do to stop her. She, she reasons he should be happy with her current scheme because once her satisfaction phase, she'll have no other choice but to use her gun.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So like once she's not been satisfied anymore by just following them around... And they don't care anymore. She's like, all right, guess I got to kill them.
0: Oh, my gosh. I don't think that's the, the solution there. Yeah. I mean... No. No, not the solution. <laughs> Wait no. a minute.
1: Hold on there. Um, So as they're having the conversation, Jackie gets startled. And she thinks there's a man watching them from a distance. But Priya Road doesn't see anything. And then they say goodnight and go to bed. Solid. So that's something I keep in mind. So... <laughs> Next, Simon Doyle goes to join Pierrot on a walk into town the next morning. He starts to question Pierrot about his conversation with Lynette before suddenly going into a tangent about how Jackie is acting like an ass <laughs> and how literally he's, he says that. And he's, she's like, she has no pride, no respect. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Um, and he says he'd expect her to take a shot at them instead of following them or spying on them. He complains about it taking a toll on Lynette's nerves. Um, he also says he'd like to wring the little devil's neck.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: So, Piro takes a note of that. And then um, Simon also insists he didn't marry Lynette for her money. He says Jackie cared for him too much. He thinks... <sighs> this got me heated. He thinks a man should own a woman and not the other way around. <clears throat> tells Piro he was already... Tiring of Jackie when he met Lynette. Uh, Then he says, why can't Jackie take it like a man? Uh,
0: mm, That is not
1: correct. (laughs) (laughs) He wants her to be complacent, basically. And then Pirro mentions the pistol Jackie has, but Simon says he doesn't think she'll use it. Simon tells Pierrot the plan he has to trick Jackie into not following them anymore. So he basically says that they announce they will be... At the hotel for ten days, but in reality, we'll get on a steamer, the Karnak, which is the steamer later that everything takes place, um, from Shalal to Wadi Halta. I'm so sorry for all people out there. Like, then if I'm butchering these
0: names, um, that's all right. We butcher names all the time, every <laughs> episode. My brain does it to me.
1: So basically, the the ship is going from Shalal to Wadi Halta, the, um, and they go the next day to escape jackie so basically like we're saying we're here for this amount of time but we're actually leaving early. So <laughs> they maybe, said then, bye so they said maybe jackie won't follow us they did that
0: gift of the guy that throws up the peace sign and then just like disappears the <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and then purell actually says he's actually going to be on the same steamer and hmm, they, they discuss how jackie probably spent all her money to follow them but simon doesn't care what a coincidence mm-hmm. so purell comments that jackie isn't stupid and Simon asks why Pierrot doesn't act more spontaneously on his vacation. And Pierrot says he likes to plan more in advance. Simon comments that that's how most skillful murderers behave. Pierrot, oh. oh well, he's saying that to Pierrot. Right. Like, oh, you like to plan in advance? Hmm. Oh, does he have experience?
0: Good question. <laughs> Yo, theory. Okay, I want to throw out a theory there. Theory time. Simon kills Lynette for her money and then marries Jackie. Interesting take okay moving on (laughs) (laughs) she said not today
1: sis (laughs) um actually says one of his most difficult cases to solve was committed on the spur of the moment so it's it's one that wasn't planned
0: got it (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: then simon says tim mrs allerton and mr pennington will also be on the boat
0: did you hear that Ty is going to be on the boat. Oh my gosh. Extreme makeover boat edition. <laughs> Stop.
1: <laughs> um, but like he's also still trying to keep it hush hush. So Jackie doesn't follow them. Pierrot thinks to himself that Simon is treating the ordeal as a game. Simple or simple annoyance rather than taking it seriously like Lynette and Jackie are.
0: Okay. Like any other man would. Mm. Not men, taking shit seriously. Men ain't
1: shit in this book. Honestly. Literally men ain't shit Thank you. <laughs> so Pierrot asks whose idea it was to honeymoon in Egypt, and Simon says Lynette insisted. After parting ways, Pierrot thinks about the three versions of events he's heard: Simon's, Lynette's, and Jackie's, and wonders which one is closest to the truth.
0: Mm, definitely not Simon's, because he's a man and he's definitely lying.
1: <laughs> Ooh, um, I said what I said. I'm just gonna say right now, you're right. So. Hey, I love when I'm right. Lynette and Simon take a boat ride the next day to throw Jackie off. There are plans for a cruise on the Nile. So they're on a different boat. They're taking a boat trip for the day and then they're going to come back later and go, go going, on this other
0: boat. They're going on an excursion.
1: Pirot meets Mrs. Allerton at the Elephantine Museum, which is close to the hotel. She asks about Simon, but Pirot doesn't give anything away. They have a conversation about what kind of crimes the hotel guests could commit. Like, just a casual conversation, Bro, like, what? oh, what, what would this person do? What would this person do? Okay, not gonna
0: lie, though, when you're, like, people-watching...
1: Honestly, that's would what you do. definitely do that. So, Mrs. Allerton says Jackie could kill someone because of how scary she is. Piero says anyone can commit a crime given the right incentive. E- um, example, Simon would commit an easily detectable crime. Lynette would easily sentence people to death.
0: Wow, okay, that's casual. Yeah,
1: well, Jackie
0: was- being the one to easily kill somebody because she's scary. I can relate.
1: <laughs> uh, Pirot gives examples of the most common motives for murder, including money, revenge, love, fear, and hate. Everyone leaves the hotel to travel on the boat. They take a train from Cairo to Luxor. Pirot shares a train car with an old grumpy lady, a.k.a. Marie Van Schuyler, and a clumsy l- young girl named Cornelia... And they appear to be traveling together. All the guests board the boat and get settled. Lynette and Simon come above deck of the ship, happy for the first time, before seeing Jackie has also boarded the boat.
0: Yes, girl! Get him!
1: So okay. this is going to be a week-long trip. Oh. And Lynette tells Pierrot she's scared and that everyone hates her besides Simon and that she can't escape Jackie.
0: Rightfully so. She's on to something. Right. Piero
1: tells Lynette Jackie isn't stupid and she was bound to find out her plans. This is like multiple times. She said to, he said to um, Simon and Lynette, like, listen, Jackie's no fool. She knows what you're up to.
0: Right. Suspect, but all right. Mm-hmm.
1: So later that night, Mrs. Allerton invites Pierrot to sit with her and her son, Tim. Tim is annoyed. Piero is joining. He really doesn't like him. He thinks that he's a clown. Uh Mrs. Mrs. Allerton reads out the names of the passenger list on the ship. So this is basically where I'm just going to tell you who's on the boat. Real quick. Jackie. There's Mrs. Otterborn and Rosalie. There's Dr. Bresner, who is a German doctor. Ooh. There's Miss Bowers, who is um, Marie Van, Van Schuyler's nurse. Okay. She, she's her hospital nurse. Right. And... Cornelia. Then there's Simon and Lynette, Andrew Pennington, which is Lynette's quote-unquote uncle,
0: Mm. Uh,
1: Mr. Fanthrope, uh, who you heard about earlier in the book, Jim Fanthrope, the one who was sent by his uncle to go on the boat to see what's going on with Pennington. Uh, Mr. Ferguson 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 the last one is this italian guy named signor
0: guido <laughs> rachetti <laughs> oh my god tell me like the situation or dj Kali D are playing him in the movie <laughs> i i don't even know if he's in it
1: like the the character oh
0: what a disappointment that
1: yeah so basically he's this italian archaeologist <laughs> he's an italian archaeologist italian
0: archaeologist got it yeah signor
1: signor guido rachetti Okay, so then everyone separates for the evening into small groups after dinner. So Pierrot runs into Jackie on his way to his room. He is disappointed and feels sorry for Jackie, but tells her she can't turn back now. Pierrot is about to fall asleep in bed when he hears voices outside. He hears Simon saying, we've got to go through with it now. Like he said to Lynette when they first boarded the ship. He had said something along those lines.
0: Hmm. That's pretty suspect. Yeah, you think? I that? do not know what to think. I don't know. I only have one singular brain cell. Same. I only have one. So when Francesca and I record, it's two brain cells working at one. That's, well, now that's we really have really
1: great. Three. The next day, the boat docks at Zebua. so they land at this place. So, oh, remember, along the Nile, they're stopping at different like sightseeing places. Yeah. So that's one of them. So Cornelia is the first person to hurry off the boat and use the temple with Pierrot. She tells Pierrot her cousin Marie won't be joining because of her poor health. She's very happy she was invited on the trip. <laughs> Cornelia. She's like, oh, I'm so excited.
0: She's just <laughs> happy to be there. Oh, my God. It was just the friend that, like, never gets invited places and finally gets an invitation. You know, like, like, oh, my God,
1: thanks, guys. It's, like, kind of like Little Women (gasps) when the the aunt takes one of the the sisters as, like, her companion. That's basically what Cornelia is. Got it. Okay, so Lynette and Mr. Pennington also visit the temple together. On the steamer, Lynette talks to Pennington, and he needs to ask her to sign some documents. So, remember, because he's her American trustee, he's basically in charge of all her financials right right now. Um, he really doesn't want her reading them that thoroughly, though, it seems. Mm. And just wants her to sign them.
0: Okay, mood. That's what I would do if I wanted someone's fucking money.
1: Mm. Good question. Good Good comment. So, um, as they're having this conversation, they're having the conversation in, like, the bar area. Um, of
0: the ship? Of the ship. Okay. Jim of Fanthro the steamer.
1: Of the steamer. It is a steamer. It's called the Karnak. I'm going to refer a lot to it either as a ship or a boat or steam or whatever. Right. Um, so, Jim Fanthrope, as they're having this conversation, he walks by and tells Lynette that he likes her way of doing business. Oh, okay. And while this is going on, Pierrot has a brief conversation with Mr. Ferguson, who is a socialist, and he's a very angry man.
0: That's how you would describe me.
1: I'm very angry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ferguson basically says to Pirro that he hates all rich people on board and that he ought to show them all. I don't know what he's ought to show them, but he's ought to show them something.
0: (laughs) Is this Bernie Sanders?
1: (laughs) Later, he overhears Tim and Rosalie discussing how the world is unfair since some people have everything. Later, the ship docks. This is like the next day. The ship docks to visit the temple of Abu Simbel on Monday morning. Simon talks to Pierrot and says he and Lynette are much happier now that they've decided they're going to stop running from Jackie and just live their lives. I would support that decision. But remember what happens. What if when they decide that they they don't care anymore? What's Jackie gonna do? Jackie's gonna murk them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Later, Pierrot questions Mr. Pennington about his trip to Egypt and whether it's his first time visiting. Pennington says he's been to Cairo but not this far up the Nile. Pennington gets uncomfortable about Pierrot's questions of the validity of him running into Lynette and Simon being a coincidence. We find out Pennington is not related to Lynette by blood like I said but old friends with her father yada yada. The men discuss Lynette's wealth and how she's a good businesswoman. Dr. Bresner spends time with Cornelia at the temple and tells Piero that he finds her attractive and a good listener.
0: That's what I like in a woman. That's for sure. An attractive, good listener? Yeah.
1: Yep, that's all, that's you, all, need.
0: all you need. Yeah. You just shut up and look pretty. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah. love the 1930s. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, Simon says he's uncomfortable with
1: these Oh. Simon says he's uncomfortable with the statues in the temple and wants to go back to the boat. I don't know. Simon and Lynette sit on People rocks. Like this. Wait, yeah. this is a good part. So Simon says he wants to go. Him and Lynette sit on rocks under a cliff, like looking oh out God, at, a cliff, at the river.
0: A, does a rock drop on them? And then Lynette almost gets crushed by a falling boulder. Oh. I am a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I am the real Long Island medium. Honestly, <laughs> you are. Oh my God. Or this book is that just really
1: predictable to a, a point.
0: Oof. Ooh, someone said, I'm coming for Agatha Christie, and I'm not holding back.
1: I love her, but sometimes I'm like, I called it. After Lynette's almost crushed by the boulder, at first Simon's furious and thinks Jackie pushed the rock over, but then he's mistaken when they go back to the boat, and Jackie is just coming ashore to join the others. She was on the boat the whole time.
0: Hmm, suspicious. That is a little sus. (laughs) Wait, so then if she wasn't... If it wasn't her, it wasn't then who her. was it? Any, guess- I don't- any guesses? Ty Pennington. <laughs> Home Extreme makeover strikes again. What? Like and she doesn't even know who Ty Pennington is.
1: No, it's just that I'm like don't want to say any- like. Francesca <laughs> needs to shut up because she's too good at this.
0: <laughs> for the record, I just watch a lot of Dateline. <laughs> Listen,
1: I I watch a lot of crime shows too, so I could have guessed a lot of this stuff.
0: But but that was just that was.
1: Now, later, everyone arrives at Wadi Halfa. This is a new place that they, they go to. Mrs. Allerton feels comfortable with Perot and tells him how she hates Joanna Southwood. Mood. And, <laughs> um, also, side note, I love Mrs. Allerton. She's such a sweetheart. She's just, like, so pure. <laughs> you, you gotta read her and love her in every way.
0: Just her, her sections. Just her. Yeah.
1: Just her. Um... So then Marie, or Miss Van Schuyler, complains to Miss Bowers about Cornelia speaking to Mr. Ferguson because she believes him not to be of of the same social standing. Like, he's not good enough for you. Why are you talking to him? Mm -hmm. That's rude. Yeah, and remember, Miss Bowers is Marie's nurse. Miss Bowers tells Van Schuyler she has nothing to worry about because Cornelia is basically being recorded by dr Bresner now Ooh. so dr Bresner was like really interested in her it basically looks like he's interested in her and is trying
0: to pursue her and
1: he's a doctor you know Ooh, so, money the scandal. The scandal. don't love the
0: russell brand look though
1: no he does not even look like himself okay when everyone returns to the ship perot notices jackie staring at lynette and simon angrily she says to Pierrot that they don't care about her existence anymore and that there isn't anything left she can do. Pierrot is surprised to find his old friend, Colonel Race, has joined the guests on the ship. And um, they had known each other from a past murder mystery at a dinner party. And this is actually from, like, a past book.
0: Ooh, at C- at I a, at like Christie that. Ooh, a um, callback?
1: Yeah, it's a callback. So, yeah, he was at this dinner party where there was a murder, and now he's on the boat with him.
0: So I have a question. Yeah. Does Perot always get caught up in these murders when he's on vacation? Or are some of them, like, he actually gets called in?
1: See, this is the only... This is only the second Perot book I've read. Okay. And both times he was on vacation. Oh. So I don't know. Okay. But I don't... Maybe not.
0: I'm just curious. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. it's a good point. Because the other one was Murder on the Orient Express. And
0: like, he's supposed to be on vacation in that he was one. was vacation I saw in that the movie. One. Yeah. Which I know isn't as good as a book, but I, no, I just but, saw the movie. I mean...
1: It's just as good that that book wasn't my favorite, so mm-hmm. it's all right, but anyways. So he runs into his friend Colonel Race, so he's a part of the the whole group that's on this boat now.
0: The AG's, the cast U. of characters, the AGU,
1: the AGU, yes, the AGU. I like that,
0: yeah. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> make it stop.
0: I guess <laughs> <laughs> the Christie universe
1: that's a thing now, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Colonel Race tells Perrault he's on the ship to catch a killer, but he doesn't know who it is yet. So there's this, not a mass murderer, but like a murderer on the loose. And he's um, discovered clues that leads to him being on this ship. Right. So he's looking for a murderer on the ship. Okay. Perrault catches the colonel up about the drama between Lynette and Jackie and expresses his worries. Perrault advised the Doyles to leave the ship for a cartoon. I think that's what it's called. Just basically just to leave. But they refuse and say, no, we're just staying here. We don't care anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
1: Okay. Oh, chapter 12. And this is what I call, a.k.a. the chapter where shit hits the fan. Ooh, that's always a great Ooh. chapter. The ship visits Abu Simbel again the next night. And Cornelia and Ferguson look around together. Ferguson tells Cornelia she's better than Dr. Bresner and Miss Vince Schuyler and that she shouldn't put herself down. Ferguson hates rich people and entitled people, especially Lynette. Later.
0: (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. He he
1: does. He he just goes off how they're just terrible, which he's not wrong. Later, everyone goes back to the boat and gathers in the observation saloon. Like that bar area I was talking about. That's basically where everybody is all the time when they're not on the boat besides our cabins. Um, Then Skyler misplaces her stole. Do you guys know what a stole is? Yeah. Yeah. She misplaces her stole and has Cornelia look for it. Can't find it anywhere. Lynette, Simon, Pennington, and Colonel Race play bridge. Perot heads for bed and runs into Jackie, and she looks tense. Jackie goes to to the saloon and sits with Cornelia. Simon is distracted by Jackie's presence. Jackie sings a song to herself. And it goes a little something like this. Oh, no. He was her man, and he did her wrong. Oh. I wrote the, the line down. Yeah. Everyone leaves a saloon for bed except Simon, Jim Thanthrope, Cornelia, and Jackie. Keep that in mind.
0: Wait, say that again.
1: So, Jim Thanthrope. Got it. Cornelia. Okay. Simon. Okay. And Jackie. Okay. Okay. We all remember who they are.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Cornelia tries to leave, but Jackie insists she stay and tell her about herself. So basically, Jackie's just like, Cornelia, tell me about your life story. And Jackie has Cornelia go on and on, and she won't let her leave and go to bed.
0: Oh, that's creepy.
1: Yeah. So as it goes on, Jackie gets more and more drunk, and tensions tensions rise. Jackie calls to Simon to get her another drink, and he tells her she's had enough. Jackie gets angry and says it's not of his business. Jackie says Simon is afraid because he thinks Jackie will tell Cornelia about the story of her life and how Simon did her wrong. Jackie says Simon can go if he's so embarrassed by her, but he decides to stay. Jackie goes on to say she's going to talk all about his crime and doesn't care if she's behaving indecent. Jim Fanthrope, as so English as he is, closes his book and tries to... To leave at this time. <laughs> Very Damn, he's like, silently. No,
0: nope. He's, he's like, like, this is none he's of my like, business. All right, I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah.
1: Jackie asks Simon if he thought he could get away with treating her that way and that he belongs to her. And she says, and I put this quote down she says, I told you I'd kill you and I meant it. Oh. Dang. Jackie takes out her pistol and shoots Simon in the leg. Whoa,
0: that escalated. A queen.
1: <clears throat> She's stunned and says she didn't mean it. She's all frazzled. She drops the pistol on the floor and kicks it away under one of the settees. Cornelia runs to get Mr. Fanthrope's help because he had left. So she went to go get him. He was out on the deck. Yeah. Cornelia brings Jackie to Miss Bowers, who is Van Schuyler's nurse. Fanthrope brings Simon to Dr. Prestner to be treated right they don't want any to anyone to know what happened so they're trying to keep this hush hush right so they're like i said they're afraid jackie will try to kill herself so um they find out from the doctor that simon's bone is fractured and he lost a lot of blood cornelia stays fairly calm while fanthrope looks like he was going to be sick Simon doesn't want Lynette to know what happened until morning and doesn't blame Jackie for what happened. He says it's his fault. Simon asks Fanthrope to go find the pistol, but it is missing. Mm -hmm. It's no longer
0: under the settee. Someone stole it! Someone stole it! And Lynette is about to die! Well! (laughs) Or Lynette is the killer. One of the two. Moving on to chapter 13...
1: Pierrot walks up, walks, Pierrot wakes up the next morning to be told by Colonel Race
0: that the net was found dead in her cabin. What? <laughs> Shock. Dun, dun, dun. So I was right. The tune in next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she was shot in the head at close range. Damn. She was found by her maid, Louise. This is the first time we're hearing about Louise. She was found by her maid. There is a bloody letter J above her headboard. Jackie.
0: Wait, there's another J. Jim Fanthrop,
1: Jim Fanthrop, and Um, and Joanna, Jimothy, (laughs) Jimothy, Joanna, Jackie. I—that's the first thing I thought of too. I'm like, it could mean a different person,
0: but but obviously it's been set up to for everyone to think Jackie. Jackie. Exactly,
1: it's been set up. It's been set up for everyone to think Jackie killed her. Piero doesn't think Jackie would kill it in that manner, aka cold, cold blood. Um, without Lynette knowing who it was. So, like, not silently in that matter or anything. She's like, because Lynette, she thinks, he thinks that Jackie would want Lynette to know who killed her. Because right. Because she did her wrong. Right. Pierrot and Colonel Race decide to question everybody together. So, Race is kind of like his second-in-command. Okay. And now they're just questioning all of the passengers. So, they question Phanthrope, Cornelia, Dr. Bresner, and Miss Bowers first about the night of everything that happened. Right. Because And Simon's still asleep in Dr. Bressler's cabin. He doesn't even know his wife is dead yet. Oh, no. They deduce that Jackie could not have committed the crime because of the timing. That's, yeah. Uh, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. And she has an alibi that she had Miss Bowers watching her all night. Someone must have been watching the scene last night to know where the gun landed. So not so one of those four not people. not any of the four of them. Some they say, they're saying somebody was watching everything that happened.
0: So the four people that weren't there, so that knocks out like half the people. Mhm. Interesting. That's a lot. Mhm.
1: I know. So basically, they believe someone's trying to frame Jackie for the murder. They question Simon about who he thinks killed Lynette, and he says it couldn't have been Jackie. He thinks it has to do with the family business. Uh,
0: Ty Pennington. <laughs>
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Can <laughs> I? Ty Pennington strikes again. <laughs> you kay. can Google it when we're done. But, you Google it before we were done. This,
1: this, you Google Hamilton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, phone? Kayla, look up Ty Pennington. Let me
1: look it we'll up. We'll find Hold out. Hold on.
0: Oh! Oh! Yeah! There it ah,
1: is. I know who he is. I just didn't know his name. Wait, he's a bad guy?
0: No. She, no. We're just being facetious. We're just oh, being oh, oh I, I wasn't
1: sure. Perrault asks Simon if Lynette had anything valuable, and he mentions her pearls. And they're wondering if robbery was a motive because of those missing pearls. Perrault questions Lynette's maid, Louise Bourgette.
0: She's French. Of course.
1: She knows of someone else who would have a grudge against Lynette besides Jackie. Lynette's former maid was proposed to by an engineer on the ship. His name is Fleetwood.
0: Mac? 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. The, the, the one and the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so basically, her former maid was proposed to by Fleetwood, but later they find out he was already married. Lynette told the maid, and that's why he's angry. Basically, he, he ruined
0: his proposition. Oh, Lord. Give it a rest. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So then the two de- detectives discuss the case and question Fleetwood, Tim, and Mrs. Allerton, They think if someone heard a splash, then that might have been the killer throwing the gun into the ocean. If not, they think the killer will eventually plant the gun in Jackie's room. They'll wait to see what happens, and they think that Pearls might not be related to the murder, actually. Um, Possibly that Louise might have stolen them. Right. They discuss that Pennington might be a suspect. To, um, because he'd want to get rid of Lynette and have Simon sign the papers. Because earlier, when Lynette was trying to read over the papers, Simon was like, oh, you're better than me. I just signed in the dotted line. I know nothing about business. Blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> Dumbass. hmm Idiot.
1: Yeah, so literally, like.
0: Never Gilly. Really. If
1: Lynette was <laughs> out of the picture, then Simon would just be like, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Right. hmm Um, okay, so then they also think, um, Ferguson might be a suspect because his father might be, uh, the one who Lynette's father ruined. The possible killer is the one race has been look. oh, then they also might think the the possible killer is the one that, uh, Colonel race has been looking for the murderer that Mm -hmm. he's trying to find on the ship, Mm -hmm. but it's probably unlikely. And um, Piron Race questioned Fleetwood. Fleetwood says Louise is a liar and admits that he resented Lynette but wouldn't kill her. He says he was asleep in his bunk when she was murdered, and his bunkmate can testify. Mrs. Allerton is questioned. Next, she says she heard a splash and someone running. Uh, She'd never met Lynette before the trip but heard about her from Joanna. Tim is questioned. Um he says he went to bed half past ten and went to sleep at eleven. He later heard someone yelling for phanthrope and a lot of chaos, heard a splash, yada yada. Racing Pierre questioned Marie Van Schuyler next. Her room was next door to Lynette's. Marie went to bed at ten PM, woke up by woken up by a noise at 1.10 AM. She looked at her clock, so that's how they know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um she she heard someone in Lynette's room and then a splash. She went outside to see Rosalie Otterborn (gasps) dropping something overboard.
0: Ooh. Suspicious. Suspicious.
1: The manager comes into the room with with the pistol wrapped in Marie's stole that they found in the water. So the pistol was found in the water, covered in Marie Van Schuyler's
0: stole. I think Marie is involved with Ty Pennington. What do you think? Ooh. Ooh, That's different. It was the gun wrapped in the stole found in the ocean with... Colonel Mustard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and there was also an um, uh, old handkerchief in it, too.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> okay, so they think that the stole might have been used to muffle the sound of the gunshot because there are, um, like, uh, burn marks around it. Okay. So, like, if it was in close range, like, say, mm. to the head, like, yeah. it was, then it would have left a mark. Right. Pierrot is distressed. And says the order of the v- events don't make sense. I
0: would concur with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Next, they question Rosalie, but she denies throwing anything overboard. Mrs. Otterbourne says she can't say whether or not Rosalie left the cabin, but points out that the other people... Oh, but she points out who else the killer could be. Like, right. literally anybody besides her daughter.
0: Right, of course.
1: Um, next, Rachetti is questioned. Signor Guido Reschetti. Guido! (laughs) (laughs) He says he went to bed right after dinner, but he did hear a splash in the middle of the night. Everybody's hearing a splash. Everyone's hearing a splash. (laughs) Let's see. Ferguson's question next. Uh, He basically acts like an asshole. Of course. And says, even though he believes in violence, he does believe in violence, he didn't kill Lynette. Next. Pennington's questions. Colonel Race records all the details they've collected from interviews and compares notes to evidence. He tries to determine motive, which might either be robbery or grudge. Pierrot is only interested in why the pistol was thrown overboard. That's like his main thing. He's like, why was this pistol thrown overboard? Because it does not make sense with the rest of the stories. Exactly. He thinks that it's the key to the mystery. The main persons of interest are Fleetwood, Pennington, Rosalie, and Marie Van Schuyler.
0: Got it. Okay. None of them did it.
1: Later, a steward asks Pierrot to go see Simon... And Simon wants to see Jackie and asks Puro to go get her. Oh my gosh! He wants to make sure she's okay. All right, whatever. Oh. So now, now he cares. Suddenly, he's all soft on her.
0: <sighs> of course. Well, lose one wife, you got one for her mm-hmm. backup. Yes. Oh yeah.
1: Well, she's shocked that Simon wants to speak to her. She immediately apologizes for shooting him, <sighs> but still denies she killed Lynette.
0: Girl, sweet own it. Yeah, I shot you, and you deserved it because I mean. he did
1: he did pierrot leaves to find rosalie who's in a really bad mood i mean so like basically they're like by themselves no one's like listening to them or anything so he asks her to follow him to the deck and he explains to rosalie that she's bearing too much knowing about her mother's drinking problem <gasps> mm-hmm. so this is what he what he got from her because uh, he's such a good detective Rosalie confesses she was throwing her mom's booze overboard. Uh, That's what she was doing. She, she took her mom's stash and threw it out.
0: Happens Aww. to the best of us. That's yeah. so
1: sweet. Right, yeah. That's why she's in such a bad mood all the time. She's just <laughs> tr- tr- she's trying to make sure no one knows about it. Um, and basically, she says that the drinking started when her mom's books stopped selling as
0: Ooh. well. <laughs> Okay, mood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Piro asks Rosalie if she saw anyone on the deck, but she says no after a long pause. So
0: that's a fucking lie. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a lie, basically.
1: Tim and Mrs. Allerton discuss the murders in the saloon. Tim tells his mother the pearls also disappeared. Um, he heard this from Ferguson, who heard it from Fleetwood, who heard it from Louise. Um race announces the missing pearls and a search takes place while everyone remains seated so everybody remains seated in the saloon they're like don't go anywhere we're gonna go look for the pearls so nobody can go like they're under the SETI. i'm out this <laughs> <laughs> well right after they announced this miss bowers immediately comes clean excuse me and with the missing pearls
0: oh okay oh But the funny
1: thing is, this actually made me laugh out loud. I don't know why I thought this was so funny. So, Miss Bowers had these pearls, right? And remember, Miss Bowers is Marie's nurse. Yes. No, she's not Marie's nurse. She actually was hired... To keep an eye on Marie, because Marie is a kleptomaniac. Oh, okay. An old kleptomaniac. And she I love steals, that. And she steals people's things and hides them in her
0: stockings. Honestly, <laughs> when I hit 70, I'm just going to start doing that for the thrill of it.
1: <laughs> and also, she reveals that Marie had hearing problems. So she actually couldn't have heard anybody in Lynette's room that night.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. So she lied about that, too. She also might be just,
1: might be senile, but you know. Eh, Well. Mm -mm. Honestly, I
0: think I'm senile now, and I'm only 24. Oh, stop. (laughs) But after Miss
1: Bowers leaves, Pierrot reveals to Race that the pearls that were returned are fake. (gasps) And the ones that are real are still missing. Okay, so then they search the rest of the rooms on the steamer. Miss Bowers is suspected for stealing the original pearls, but. Um, they have to find them first to figure it out um, Ferguson's room is checked and what they notice which is interesting is he has no personal papers or, le- or letters And even though he has like ratty cheap clothes, he has high quality an- uh, handkerchiefs Unlike the one found with the pistol and the stole which kind of was like old and stained. Next they um, look at Tim Allerton's things and they find letters but they don't find any letters from Joanna, which is kind of weird because they're pretty close. They're tight. They're tight. And remember Joanna's Lynette's friend. Right. Then. I still say she did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, next. So you remember Louise was um, uh, Lynette's.
0: Yes. Uh, maid. maid. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, when they go um, to search her cabin. Uh, well, when they were searching, searching all the cabins, she goes missing. She's been missing for like a oh, half it's hour. Oh, not like that. And so when they go to search her room, they're looking everywhere, blah 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 blah. And then they find her under her bed in the cabin. Is she dead? Stabbed in the heart.
0: Oh, Joanna's just getting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> She's Ugh. just like Ugh, So not what today. they get
1: from the examination from Dr. Bresner was that she was actually stabbed with some kind of surgical
0: knife. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, a surgical knife? Nurse. Like Dr. Yeah. Bresner? And so they
1: immediately asked him, like, Do you have any equipment missing? And he's outraged. He's like, How dare you ask
0: me that? I would not. <laughs> oh, do so that. he was the one that did it. Okay. So I <laughs> my first initial what? thought is Joanna, but then the doctor is number two. I'm so one of the
1: What's interesting about Louise's body is she has a piece of um, French money stuck in her hand, like that was grasped in her hand. It's like, so as if it was like ripped. But isn't from she her
0: French? Hand.
1: Well, it doesn't. So they mentioned that. She is French, but they mentioned that how like anybody when they're traveling will have all different kinds of money. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really mean anything. It could be, still be anybody. Basically, what they. Um, guess is that Louise actually was lying about what she saw that night, and she actually did see somebody enter Lynette's room. And she
0: pretends like she did not see it. She
1: pretends she did not see it, and blackmails the murderer. Ooh! So she, she blackmails the murderer, and when she meets up with the murderer in her room, they They, g- kill her. they, they give her the money, but then they kill
0: her. <gasps> That's a good plan.
1: Mm-hmm. So Pierrot, uh later finds Jackie and Rosalie in one of the cabins and tells them that Louise is dead. He makes sure to um, watch out for Rosalie's reaction, and he confronts her about her statement of not seeing anyone the night of Lynette's murders because he definitely thinks she was lying, and the pistol that was found in her bag.
0: That's suspicious.
1: That is sus as fuck. And he definitely believes she knows more than she's saying. Gonna go with that. Uh, Jackie later asks Simon how he's doing. He has a fever. And his condition is getting worse. Jackie is hella emotional about it. Uh, and then the detectives want to look at the telegram. Ah, oh, I forgot, I, I didn't even mention this earlier. So, um, earlier in the trip, there was a tele- <laughs> telegram that came for uh, Signor Guido Rashetti. But oh, Lynette yeah. had thought it might have been for her because she forgot that her maiden name was Ridgeway, and she wasn't Ridgeway anymore, she was Doyle. Oh. But Ridgway looks a lot like Rachetti, so she accidentally read the telegram even though it wasn't for her and Rachetti flipped out. He was like, "How could you read my telegram?" blah blah blah. blah, Sis
0: is not that deep.
1: He got so mad. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. <laughs> I know, right? Sis. So, they they want to look at the, they want to go back and look at that telegram. Uh, so then they keep trying to Oh. Pierrot, he's so funny. It's like he's trying to put all the pieces together for for Colonel Race and he's just not getting it. Uh he keeps just trying to give him clues as to who the killer is. But Race is just like, why don't you just tell me? Like, please tell me.
0: I, know, I don't a, want to do any work. I don't want to do
1: any more work. I don't want to know.
0: So. so I was right.
1: Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Perot and Race, the, the two guys question Simon about the telegram. But they're Mr. But. They're interrupted by Mrs. Otterborn, who says she knows who killed Louise. Because she Sh- saw them entering Louise's room before she was killed. Shut Well, why didn't you speak up <laughs> earlier? And then she said she said she was like, I know Lynette's killer, because if I know who Louise's killer is, I know who Lynette's killer
0: is. So then Mrs. Otterborn ends up dead. Next, nah, literally.
1: Otterborn Literally right before she's about to tell them who it was. She chokes and she dies. She shot from outside the cabin through the Bro, curtain. what the fuck? Through the curtain of the cabin, she this shot. This so dramatic. And the Say pain, less. And what she was shot with is Pennington's
0: revolver. So it was Suspect. Pennington. Ty Pennington. So We see you in your nail gun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Ray, Colonel Ray stays with Mrs. Otterborn. Um, while Piero tries to chase after the killer, but I, there's, he's nowhere to be seen. He goes right. to chase after them, but he can't find him. Right. And then like, it's mentioned like a side note, it's mentioned, he's like, well, the killer could either go left, right. And then there's one other way that they could go down to the, the deck below, right. like jump down and go down. Oh my base. gosh.
0: I'm for like the <laughs> last five minutes, I've got this confused. With Murder on the Orient Express, so you're like, they could go left or right. I'm like, how, the left is the sea, the right is the sea, but they're not on a train.
1: No, they're not on the train, they're on a boat. They're on a boat. (laughs) So then they go down below deck and they find um, Pennington there. And then we are like, well, Pennington, what what are you doing? And um, he's like, well, I've been down here for 20 minutes, so... I didn't do anything. So next, uh, Pennington's shock to his re- uh, revolver was the murder weapon.
0: Is he the, Cornelia
1: is... <laughs> Cornelia and Jackie are wondering how a killer could get away with anyone uh, get away without anybody noticing.
0: Pretty easily apparently
1: pretty easily, right? Ferguson overhears this conversation and I feel like this came out of left field, but that's just me. Um, but he basically says Cornelia should take death easier. Like, the Oriental. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. yeah! I don't like that. No, oh, no, right. no, no. It's not good. Mm. Um, but basically, Mm-mm. he's like, you're such a nice lady. Will you marry me? Like, he uh. literally proposes to cornelia
0: that's gonna be a no for me cornelia street would never say yes no
1: <laughs> honestly would
0: never yeah he,
1: he's like nobody cares about these three murders and then he asked him and she's like hell no you're crazy
0: <laughs> Big <moon>. uh, <laughs> Same.
1: um actually though pureau reveals to marie van schuyler you know cornelia's aunt who thought yep. that ferguson mm-hmm. was no good that he's actually a young lord dollish. Hmm. And he has a lot of money. So then, because of that, Marie changes her tune about him real quick. Of course, she
0: thanks, of course.
1: She thanks Pierrot for telling her. I hate people. And um, after that, he gets in deep thought. Pierrot gets in deep thought with himself. And he mutters to himself, it all fits.
0: Hmm. Okay, So sure. he figured it out.
1: Perrault then asks Turtle Race to summon Jim Fanthrope. Perrault tells Jim that he, he noticed, um, bet- he was snooping in on the combo between Lynette and Pennington about the papers. Got you know? it. And he's like, and he went on this tangent about ties. Doesn't really matter. Pierrot, like was like, a man like you who would wear this tie would not do such a thing. Right. Um, and so eventually he finds out and Fanthrope admits that he was actually working for his uncle on the ship, um, who's the eternity, eternity, who is an attorney for Lynette back in London. And he was, um, the uncle was uncomfortable that Pennington would act financially on Lynette's behalf. So Fanthrip was sent to make sure Lynette wouldn't make a bad financial decision due to Pennington. Hmm. Harrell confronts Pennington after that and he accuses him of killing Lynette to control her fina- finances because Simon was shit at business. <laughs> <sighs>
0: of course. Sorry. There you go. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And... Wait, hold on. So it was Ty Pennington. <laughs> Pennington
1: said, says that he behaved the way he did because Lynette was he thought Lynette was being swindled from her money because of uh, Jim Phantom's uncle. So they <laughs> thought like both of them were bad. Oh, uh, hi. But then, actually, Pennington admits that he was out for her money.
0: <laughs> but,
1: but, nice he, but he did not kill her. He did not kill her, but in the heat of the moment, he was the one who pushed the boulder over earlier in the book. Ooh. So, Piro says to Race that although he had motive, he didn't think he was bold enough to commit this murder.
0: Shit. hmm
1: Um... He mentions talking to Simon about the telegram and questioning Tim before wrapping up the investigation. Pirro tells Tim he heard from friends from Scotland Yard Ooh. about dual thieves um, who were switching genuine items for imitations. So he says this He says this to Tim, yeah,
0: Tim. Which would explain the pearls. Which
1: would explain the pearls. Basically, Tim was working with Joanna um, And they were jewel thieves
0: together. I called it. So what would happen is
1: she would get close to the jewels and get familiar with them. Then they found this guy to make the fake jewels and Tim would be the one to replace them and steal the real thing.
0: Uh, eh? (laughs) I will not be taking comments at this time. She didn't, still didn't murder Lynette, though. No, she didn't. She wasn't even on the boat. But I knew Joanna was bad. Joanna was bad.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, actually, Tim said he won't admit to Joanna being involved in it, even though she was. But yes, he was the one who took. And so he took the. Jimothy. He said that he did take the pearls the night that Lynette died, but he honestly, he said, honest to God, he didn't know if she was alive or dead at that point. Like, he just stole them and replaced them. And then he, they were hidden in these, like, huge rosary beads he had in, in his room. Um, and so, Rosalie, Ooh, we remember R- Rosalie yep. Otterborn. She said that, oh, so she was summoned into the room with Tim. And then she reveals, basically, that she didn't say that she saw Tim enter Lynette's room because she's in love with Tim.
0: Oh! <gasps> Scandal. Like,
1: they basically, uh, on this trip, they fell
0: in love with each other. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Messy. Ooh. But neither of them have anything to do with the
0: murder. Ugh. They never do. Let's get <laughs> to the good part.
1: Race tells Pierrot that he's had enough and he wants to know who the killer is. He's like, why do you keep going on and on? Just tell me what's up. Pierrot's putting it all together. Mm-hmm. He says that he presumes that, or Race rather, presumes that the murderer is not Mr. Pennington, Tim Allerton, or Fle- Fleetwood. Got it. Just as Piro is about to tell Colonel Race who the real killer is, he's interrupted by Dr. Bresner and Cornelia. Oh Jesus Christ. Who, ap- who appeal at the- appear at the door. During the discussion, Dr. Bresner explains to Colonel Race about the telegram Lynette had mistakenly opened, and how it spoke about vegetables such as potatoes, artichokes, and leeks. Finally, Colonel Race understands this. Uh, deeper meaning and explains, Rossetti is the murderer he was looking for.
0: Who? Oh.
1: The Guido.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should have suspected them all. God along. damn it! The Italians.
1: Yeah, so Guido was the murderer that Colonel Race was looking for, but he was not the one who murdered Lynette. Lynette.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: Um. Basically.
0: Oh. Okay. Got that. Got it.
1: The, uh, the message in the telegram was a new South African code, and potatoes meant machine guns, and artichokes are high explosives. Oh, okay.
0: Sounds fun. Sounds yeah. like a party. So
1: basically, is not an archaeological. Uh, Rashetti archaeolo- isn't an archaeologist, and just the dangerous killer. Pierrot explains that he feels stupid because the first clue would have been to question why Jackie's gun was taken away from the murder scene, and it seems whoever took it away did not really have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Pierrot explains to Race that they began the investigation with a preconceived idea. Whoever carried out the murder took advantage of this when they heard Jackie and Simon's conversation and thereby stealing the pistol as they knew the murder would be pinned on Jackie. Purell adds that the murder was effectively planned, as explained by the fact that he was drugged through his wine. So Purell was drugged in his wine to make sure he did not have anything to do with the murder. Got it. Because yeah. they knew he'd figure it out. Then he explains to Dr. Bresner that Lynette's body had scorching. The nail polish bottles in Lynette's room were also a disguise. So she had two pol- nail polish bottles in his room, her room. One was full. The other one was empty except for a few drops of red ink. Pirot further insinuates that before Louise uh, Borgette's murder, she had hinted at who the murderer was. She, however, did not come clean. She, she was using her knowledge to blackmail them. When she, like, tried to hint to them that she knew who the murderer was, the only people in that room were Perot, Race, uh, Simon Doyle, and I think Dr. Bresner? Those four people.
0: Right. Dr. Bresner calling it.
1: He further explains that in the confusion that ensued after Jackie shot Simon, everyone had left him in the saloon for about two minutes. Everybody left Simon in that saloon for two minutes.
0: Right.
1: So Simon did it. This is because Fanthrope went to call Dr. Bresner and Cornelia took Jack to, took Jackie to the nurse. Simon took the opportunity and ran, shot his wife, and came back and shot himself in the leg. What, what the fuck? So there were three shots that night. So Jackie pretended to shoot Simon and actually the, the, the bullet hit the table next to him. And they used that pen ink to look like blood. Mm-hmm. And then when everybody was gone, he shot himself to make sure it all looked real after he shot Lynette.
0: Right. So him and Jackie were in on it together for the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's how it ends?
1: Wait. Yeah. Uh, he um, He then... Wait, no, because then it got crazy. He then wrapped the gun in a velvet, stolen threw it overboard. Colonel Race feels this is to be impossible, but Perot explains to him that Simon was working with Jackie all along. However... Jackie kills Louise since she witnessed Simon Simon getting in and out of Lynette's cabin. She used Dr. Bresner's scalpel to murder Louise as Simon knows where they are kept. Mrs. Otterborn witnesses Jackie go into Louise's cabin and hence she murders her too using Mr. Pennington's pistol. Perrault then tells Dr. Bresner that he needs to speak to his patient Simon. Simon confesses real quick. Jackie is like... Yeah, I was really in love with him and we were jealous that um, Lynette had all this money. Lynette did try to steal Simon, but he went along with it because um, he wanted the money for them and called it. it. So Lynette still was a bitch because she did try to steal Simon. And uh, Simon was like, oh, if only we could kill her and take all her money. And and Jackie was like, oh, you're crazy. Let's do it. (laughs) But she's like, she knew that he couldn't pull it off on his own. So then she was like, all right, I'll have to help you.
0: Wow, so it's like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: So they were in love, and then when they landed in um, their next port and they were going to get arrested, Jackie said, oh no, I ain't going down without a fight. She shot Simon and herself, killing them both dead. Holy
0: shit. What the fuck? Wow. And that's literally the end. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Francesca's speechless right now. My head hurts. That was a lot. Wow, that's a great story. Right? I guess, yeah, I could definitely see how you could call that from the beginning. But also, but you there literally was so did. many. Did. You were like, oh, yeah. That's why I was like, Francesca, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just so good. Oh, man. Wow, that was phenomenal. That was. I'm so glad we did this.
1: Same.
0: Me too. so if you could please follow us on twitter we're bookaholics pod there yes and where can they find you yeah kayla? Kayla? oh plugged oh you, this, yourself. this
1: is interesting um well i'm most active on my instagram which is at kayla elise underscore that's k-a-y-l-a-a-l-y-s-e underscore and then i post on my youtube youtube channel like once a year
0: <laughs> which is kayla on fiction if you want to check it out and you can follow me on Twitter at HBI Cheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads as Alicia Reads 13. <laughs> or you can find me on Storygraph, Alicia Reads. Just Alicia Reads, no number at all. <laughs> and we'll see you guys for the next one. Bye! Bye! <laughs>